say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. God, that intro's long. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the final edition of the Print Factory for this season's football. We got Big T in the house. We got Uncle Dunkle. Hopefully, we get ODB at some point. He's in some big tournament, uh, sweating out some big money. So hopefully, he wins that big money and then gets the jump on with us right after that and we get some of his takes. I'll be JSU running the ship as normal on the Print Factory here. Uncle Dunkle. Bring it to you first here. You got the Eagles hat on. I'm assuming that's a prelude to who you think is going to win, but I, I don't know here because I know your wife, who happy birthday to her. It was her birthday uh, yesterday, I think, so happy birthday to her. She's a big Eagles fan, right? So you could just be wearing it in support of your wife. Yeah, I'm wearing it because I'm not going to wear be wearing this hat for like another 12 months. Uh I have no reason to wear this hat for the next definitely six months. And even during the regular season next year, I have no reason to wear this hat, but yeah, in spirits of, of rooting interests for her, I'll, uh, I'll rock it on the print factory. It might be the first time all year rocking the Eagles hat in print factory. So uh, here we are. Yeah. You might've done it one other time. I can't remember really. Uh, Mike Carr in chat says, will JSU blame JJ for the tardiness to start this show? I actually no, won't. won't. I won't do that because it's not JJ's fault. Actually, we all got here at one. We were all on time. ODB, you know, when you got money to win, I can't blame him because, he, you know, he could be winning a lot of money right now. So I hope maybe he doesn't come on the show because that means he's probably doing well. Right, Tony? So 
it's kind of a double-edged sword. I want his takes, but at the same time, I want him to win his poker tournament. Yeah, he, his issue is he's on he's in Vegas, so it's always sleep. Actually, he, he plays until like four, five, six in the morning, and then sleeps. So it's he's probably he hasn't started the poker yet for the day. It's a matter of if he gets out of the sheets for us, out of the sheets for the boys to pick some winners. You said he was in a tournament. He is. It's right day now. two today. Day one oh, went till early okay. in the morning, and then he goes to sleep. Now he's going back for day two here shortly. He probably uh, goes yeah, back yeah. for day two, I'm guessing, at like noon or 1 p.m. Vegas time. So he's probably got like an hour for us. All right. Well, hopefully he jumps on for a few minutes here at least and gives his uh, gives his winners for the people. But we'll see. We got winners to give anyways. You know, obviously, myself, Dunkel, first half winners, Tony, winners. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll give you different winners here on this show. So don't worry about that, hopefully, anyways. But uh, – We'll, we'll start off with uh, if you like this show, hit the like button. It is free uh, this week, so if you guys you know like it, support it. You want to leave a comment, whatever, cool. But hit that like button. Subscribe to the YouTube channel if you're not subscribed. Ring that bell. All right, at the bottom right hand corner, get you uh, a subscribe to the YouTube channel, and you'll get notified every time we go live for these free shows that we do pretty much day in and day out every day during the week. And on the weekends, and we'll be having more shows on the weekends. We're going to be adding shows, NASCAR shows, MMA shows. We're going to have you guys covered for all these sports as football dies down. We got other sports, right, Tony? We still got other sports to grind. So uh, we're going to have you covered. Yep. we Every single time. And well, after football winds down, we start to amp up the other sports too. Golf's going to pick up. All these sports pick up. So I actually like when fo I love football. Don't get me wrong. We all love football, but I like it when it gets more in that like routine. Everyone knows I'm a super OCD. I like when every Saturday you got MMA. Every Sunday you got NASCAR. I know Dunkel likes NASCAR a lot. You got all all the different things. College basketball in March we got coming. That's my favorite four days of the year. And when we've done the run pure party too, the last couple of years. So. Tons to look forward to. We all love football. It's ending on definitely a tough note for me. Uh, last time everybody saw us on the print factory, we were all chirping up the Bengals. I had to take a bunch of L's. I lost a – that was my second worst day gambling ever. People say we don't take uh, losses. I, I That's why I get so pissed when people say that too because I always take L's. I've had more W's than L's. That's why I haven't done it lately. But so that last Sunday, I got murdered. It was my second worst day ever. Almost, I mean, somewhat close to a six-figure loss for me. Very, very bad. I'll admit it. I, I love the Bengals. I, I did. I doubled down. I still liked it. I'm not going to make excuses. They had the ball under two minutes left. They got to go win the damn game. So all the other stuff doesn't really matter to me. If the Bengals would have won, I'd have won money. That's how sick and uh, twisted I am to just keep doubling down on stuff because, yeah, it, it could have gone from a very bad day to at least a break even, maybe even make a little bit type of day. But we're, we're gamblers, right? We got to know how to pick ourselves up off the mat. We got to know how to dig back in. But I'll be honest, it, it's tough after that. It was a bad, bad showing. And I mean, we got to get back. And honestly, I, I don't love the game as we get into it. I feel pretty torn. We'll obviously break it down as we go. 
And yeah, oh yeah, now we got this sexy man. I mean, look how tired he freaking looks popping in here, dominating a 25k. He does got that sweat. You better wear that sweatshirt to the tourney today. That thing will bring you some mojo in that 25k. You know what? That's probably a good idea. Maybe I'll roll with the run pure. Did he hit the workbench with the sweatshirt on? Did he sleep <laughs> oh, he in better it? not I hit mean... the workbench with <laughs> on. I'm just saying, though. I mean, he's trying to get the good mojo. Keep the good mojo. Just, just the hoodie know. on. Have you ever tried? I've never tried that. Just we don't hoodie, need nothing else. We don't. We don't. We don't go hoodies to the boat. <laughs> I've never tried it either. I'm so, maybe if it was like an outdoor bench or something, then maybe. But I don't know. Big <laughs> T's rocked the beanie in the uh, hot tub. I'm I've rocked the beanie in the tub the before, but never the hoodie. Yeah, the beanie definitely can work for third, <laughs> but uh, OTV, what's going on, man? Uh, congrats on you? day two of the poker. Uh, hopefully, Thanks. ships to today, and uh, or I don't know how many days there are left, but yeah, uh, today's you know, today's it. Today's it. Today's it. All right, perfect. Yeah. Well, good luck to you there. Uh, what's going on, man? How was your? Uh, I mean, we haven't talked in two weeks, so how was uh, you know, two weeks ago, and then you know, it was good. I mean, uh, and it. NFC Championship was was big. I went Eagles. I, I Eagles alt line. Um, couldn't get down as much as I wanted. Actually, I, I really wanted to fire fire it all. That was like one of my favorite games I've seen in a long time. But then uh, had the Bengals. Uh, didn't really love that spot, but took it anyway. And you know, I mean, obviously it's old news, but uh, Bengals just got jobbed. I mean, the officials were you know, atrocious, but at the end of the day, the, you know, the chiefs, the, the, the Bengals had their chances too. So, I mean, even though the officials were terrible, I mean, we had the ball uh, near the, you know, with seven minutes left and they called a terrible play on third and three. And then they had the ball and they called the terrible timeout, you know, with uh, under a minute left. So, I mean, I think Zach Taylor has been really, really good, but uh you know, you can you can blame a lot of that loss on him. I mean, those were two really atrocious decisions. Um, also, not you know not figuring out a way to get the challenge. You know, I know you can't challenge inside of two minutes, but I mean, P Ryan had the first down in the first half. I mean, he they needed to he needed to find a way to get them to review that. Um, I don't care how, but um, so Zach Taylor kind of blew that game, but whatever. That game just kind of. It was just a game. I mean, another game where the Chiefs don't really impress me. It's just Mahomes, you know, doing some extraordinary things, pulling games out his ass. And that's it. I mean, the rest of the team's just kind of shit as far as I'm concerned. I, I don't understand. When does, like, the booth come down and, like, change stuff? You know how sometimes they'll be like, oh, no, they call it not a first down, and then they're like, oh, after discussion or whatever. Like, when – why can't someone just watching it go in after two minutes and just be like, no, that was a first down? Because I agree with you. Actually, I think the P. Ryan play was one of the biggest plays of the entire game because it caused them to use another timeout. It screwed them out of more time on the clock to throw into the end zone and to extend plays, multiple, more chances, obviously, at the end of that half. I thought that was one of the biggest plays. I didn't like the end of the game because, like, they still had a chance to win, which I know is Tony's point to the whole discussion of the refs and, and everything. The Bengals still had a chance at the end to drive down and win the game. They they couldn't do it. So I, I don't know, but I don't get the whole like, oh, we can change this play, but some plays we just don't change. Like, 
either, especially under two minutes, they should be doing that. I, I think, anyways, because you can't challenge. But yeah, I think I think the networks, honestly, um, a lot of people had bad days uh, championship weekend. I thought the networks had a really bad day. I mean, I I think they didn't show the replay, and so the people in New York didn't see it in time. I mean, the exact same thing that happened in the Devonte Smith thing too. Um, you know, the, it's, it's kind of on these networks. They, they got to at least show something. I mean, I don't know what they're doing. They need to, they need to have Tony Romo saying some bullshit instead of just showing the replay. Um, I mean, it was clear. It was so obvious, like watching it. I'm like, show the replay, show the replay, show the replay. If they show the replay, then they'll get buzzed down. But they didn't want to they, they just don't want to stop the flow of the game. Um, and, you know, unless there's a reason, but. I mean, there was obviously a reason in both of those situations. I mean, I was beneficial on the Devontae Smith and not on the other one. But whatever. Yeah. We're on to the Super Bowl, and we got a great matchup. So, yeah. I yeah, agree we with you, on. though. I was even tweeting about it with – I think Olsen was on that game probably, the Philly game. I was so tilted that they didn't even bring it up. Like, because live you were watching it, and Devontae catches it, and he's like, whatever the motion he did, he's like, go like yeah, this like or this. something. Yeah, like this. And I'm like, what the, What are we doing right now, people? Obviously, he didn't catch the ball, and the announcers didn't say anything. Like, And then they come back from a timeout 10 minutes later, and they're like, oh, he didn't catch it. Well, no shit. They actually, they actually talked about how great the catch was. Yeah, and they just – Yeah, they did. Like, they did. Oh, I mean, come on, Olsen. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. They did. Uh, luckily, that didn't, you know, yeah, it wouldn't have affected the, the outcome game, at all, but it, still, it, it, or the outcome, because really, what impacted the game for sure was 49ers not having a quarterback. I mean, literally, they didn't have a quarterback who could throw, and, and you know, right it's, there it, and then you're dead. It's funny. So I had some people who, are, you know, who I hang out with who bet the Niners, and they literally blamed the whole game on that play, and they said, "Well, you know, that changed everything." And then he, he doesn't get hurt if that happens, and blah blah blah. On, like, on the on oh the incomplete, <laughs> yeah. Well, because because the, then they continued from there, and then it changed. Like the Niners play never. I'm like, just take on. your L, people. I lost more money than anyone that day. You take some L's. Who knows what would have happened if the quarterback didn't get hurt? I'm not going to say that cost him the game. I mean, it it definitely ended the game, but it didn't. Who knows? They could have still lost. I mean, we all knew what was going to happen after that, but just who cares? Stop making freaking excuses. Like, just you picked an L, move on. 
Right when I saw Josh Johnson get pile drived oh. into the ground, I was we like, gotta "Yeah, we gotta stop that's... talking about this. We gotta move. Ooh. We gotta move on to the super." Josh Johnson's <laughs> gonna bring back bad memories. <laughs> All right, I, I do see some comments in chat. Uh, maybe the show will go up to MBF to lock. I don't think it's gonna go that long. I'll just throw that out there. We're not gonna be on for that long. I'm, uh, I'm, and out, then I'm, I'm getting just, just just warning. Yeah. I'm I'm out. I'm out in forty minutes. All right, we'll be out. We'll we'll be good. So, and then on top of it, I'm getting good luck from certain people in the chat. I'm assuming they're talking about MMA tonight with uh, the Volk fight against Islam. <laughs> I can't friggin' wait for that fight. So the I'm, picture literally has me in tears. <laughs> he's like, first of all, you're he's literally asshole, two feet shorter you're than an the asshole guy. for posting that thing, by the way. I hope Alexander Volk. I'm Team Volk, by the way. If chat doesn't know, I'm Team Volk. Oh, God. Let's go you're Volk. not on him tonight. Oh, <laughs> baby. What do you mean? Are you kidding me? I, I have oh, to God, be. Oh, God, you're not seriously on him. <laughs> I have to be. I, I have to be. He's 6,700 in you DFS. Root for him. It doesn't mean you got to oh. put cheese on him. <laughs> I'm rooting for him. What do you mean? I'm playing him in DFS, too. Oh, I, I got no. to. I, I, he's 6,700. <laughs> I don't know. Team Volk, I'm rooting he's 6, for him. He's 6,700 because he's two feet shorter <laughs> and up a weight class. What, where's the gif? Where's the gif of him screaming? Never back down! Come on, folks, let's go! I'm go. I'm posting that gif tonight, no matter what on Twitter. Let's go, baby! Right before the fight, never back down. Uh, <laughs> beat boys, no, yeah. I mean, it, it's definitely worrisome when you got someone like Volk who's that big of a dog uh, after winning. What like? Is he moving? He's moving up a weight yeah, class or down? Up and it's moving like, up. Yeah, and Islam like goes way up in weight too. After he, cut. I bet he's going to be forty pounds heavier. I mean, probably the way these guys can cut weight and then forty get pounds back up, and like, like two feet taller. Oh, good luck. I want to see when they get in the cage how much bigger he actually looks. Like it's going to be insane how much bigger he actually looks when you. Uh, it's going to be like that time, Tony, when you were watching. Who was it? Uh, who was the dude when it was during COVID who you watched walk out and you were like, oh, I'm dead right away? Yeah, it was it was uh Nganu. Nganu. Yeah. It was Francis Nganu. You you were on the other guy you just, and you, you, just knew you, you, were, you were stone dead. Yeah. It was, it's gonna be something like that. All right, let's get to the football talk here. One game, obviously, Phillies Chiefs. I feel like this game, everybody seems to be on the Chiefs, but then there's like a few people that'll be like, Well, everyone's on the I'm sorry, everyone's on the Eagles. But there are a few people who are like, well, everyone's on the Eagles, so I feel like I just need to bet the Chiefs because Patrick Mahomes is the greatest, even though the Eagles have the better all-around team or whatever. Uh, the Chiefs have Andy Reid, Pat Mahomes, that's enough for me. And in my head, I'm just like, okay, so, like, these people even on the Chiefs, they admit that, like, the Eagles team is by far, like, the better all-around team. It's just a very interesting game. you got a really close spread. I know it's moved from like one to somewhere around there. I think it's one and a half. It, it might have moved since the last time I looked. But, uh, Uncle, what are you seeing here in the Super Bowl? Just kind of broad thoughts. Uh, so, first of all, a few victory laps for me are in order. <clears throat> so, uh, buckle the fuck up. Uh, there were two first half team totals that both landed uh, successfully last weekend. Why'd you look at ODB when you said that? Two, two weekends ago. Uh, I just looked at <laughs> the webcam. There would be no way to determine that I was looking at ODB or anybody for that matter. Um, and also, uh, yes, the two the two chalk teams that were selected by me and I was made fun of are currently in the Super Bowl. 
but anyway, wow, was, we got them all coming. I like this. I symbol. forget about in, that. In, in <laughs> relation, in relation to um, this game, I think you know you, you have a, a few different things. Obviously, we'll talk on some unique bets that I like uh, or derivatives. But in relation to the game, I think more or less forget about who's on what team. I know people will leverage that data, JSU, as you mentioned, in terms of oh, well, everybody's on this side, everybody's on the over under. Let me back the. In reality, this game comes down to really one of two things. Um, Philly have had has had the easiest strength of schedule all year long. They also had the easiest path to the Super Bowl, probably that I can remember um, in terms of how things fell for them. So the question becomes, well, uh, are they the real deal? And if they are, uh, they, they likely push around the Chiefs for four quarters. Um, but they will see the realest offense they've seen all year, despite these injuries for wide receivers. So the question becomes, how good do you actually think Philly is? Because, you know, the Chiefs will at least somewhat bring it. I will say as well, Andy Reid in these types of games, nobody, I don't think, exists more that pisses down their leg from a head coaching perspective in games like this one. Um, He lost more than his fair share of NFC championships in Philly um, before he got snuck into one of them. Uh, And then, of course, uh, with all the legacy the Chiefs have had, um, you feel like Mahomes should have more rings at this point. Uh, Needless to say... Ultimately, it really comes down to that. So uh, I would pay no mind to what you're hearing. That's buzzwordy as far as who's on this, who's on that. Find some bets you like and and fire away. But, again, it really comes down to your perception of, of the Eagles. Um, are, are they better than the, the fact that they've played nobody? Um, and, and will the Chiefs offense really test them? Fair enough. Uh, ODB, what do you got here for some broad thoughts uh, this week? I mean, are we doing prediction or am I just oh, – Just you know, give us your thoughts on the game. Yeah, just give us your thoughts on the game. Am I just talking bullshit for three minutes like Dunkel just did? I mean, yeah, that's what I was wondering. I'm like, okay, at the end of Dunkel's speech, I, I'm like, okay, great. I, I don't even know what the fuck you said. But <laughs> except, that you, <laughs> except, that, except that you won a lot of bets last week. I mean uh, – I do love it when Dunkel brags <laughs> about his winners. No, it's great. I love it when we all brag about our winners. That you know, you know, the only way you can brag about your winners is if you have them. So I mean, that's <laughs> that's good. So, um, yeah, I mean, my thoughts on this game are that the Eagles are better at every position except quarterback, and um, I've seen Super Bowls where the defenses are extremely dominant, and. Um, you know, versus good offenses. And it usually ends up where the defense gets the job done. I mean, this game reminds me a lot of both Kansas City, Tampa, and uh, Denver, Seattle. I mean, both times the offenses came in and, and people wanted to play the offenses and the and the big name quarterback in Mahomes and, and Manning. And the defensive line just wrecks the game. I mean, the Eagles defensive line has just wrecked the games from the beginning of the year to the end. And that's the regular season where they even take plays off. I mean, it's hard to go full speed every game, every play. And they've had the most, the discrepancy between pressure rate between them and the second rated team is bigger than the pressure rate between the second team and the 18th best team. So, I mean, yes, they haven't had the toughest schedule, but, I mean, you can tell a lot in the fact that it's not like they just, you know, Minnesota their way through it with, you know, luck field goals, one score games. I mean, they dominated teams. And I mean, everybody, there were a lot of people who were high on the Giants before the Eagles blow them up. But now it's a, now it's a nothing win. It's like, 
you can't have it both ways. You, you, you know, you can't have it where, where you're like, okay, here's finally a test. I, I, the Eagles haven't played anybody. I'm going to, I'm going to take this team. And then the Eagles blow them out. And it's like, well, they weren't that good anyway. Okay. I mean, what do you want them to do? I mean, they're playing the team that is in front of them and they've completely dominated the football games. Uh, they earned that. They earned that injury on Brock Purdy. I mean, he didn't, he didn't pull a knee, you know, he didn't like, twist the knee on a soft tissue run to the outside. He got hurt because he got hit and he got hit hard by a relentless pass rush. Josh Johnson got a concussion because he got hit hard by a pass rush. Well, I mean, Mahomes got hit hard by the Cincinnati Bengals who are an average defensive line. This is an elite defensive line and they are going to wreak havoc on the chiefs and they don't have, the playmakers that they've had in the past and that other teams do that they can get the ball in their hands. I mean, just look at the props on the wide receivers, Juju Smith, wide receiver, one, three and a half catches, 38 yards. Kadonius Terry, wide receiver, two, three and a half catches, 38 yards. Sky Moore. I mean, yes, you have Kelsey, but Kelsey's not going for big plays. Okay. Yeah. They're going to get the ball to him a few times. He's going to get 10 yards. Uh, I just there's not the weapons aren't there and the defense for the Eagles is intense. So that's my initial thought. I mean, it's pretty obvious where I'm going to go for the game. But if we're not going official predictions, that's my thoughts on the game early. Yeah, I'm kind of I like what you brought up about the wide receivers, because I think that's kind of where this game comes down to is the playmakers and the fact that half the Chiefs playmakers are playing injured. I mean, I don't care what they say about Kadarius Tony. I don't trust the wall. He looked good uh, when you saw him in limited work and practice. Okay, yeah, he's going to go roll an ankle or, you know, hurt his knee two plays in, like on a cut. Because all this dude d- does is catch short passes and plant his foot into the ground. And, <laughs> and eventually he's just going to hurt himself. That's why he always makes these sharp cuts all the time on short passes, trying to get away from a defender. And that's why he's always banged up. He's always hurt. I watch him do those cuts too. And I'm like, that's not, those cuts are not normal. Those are freakish cuts. That's why he's like uh, a hot commodity. Like he's had some decent games when he was with the Giants before he got injured. Because a lot of, you don't see wide receivers making some of those type of cuts the way he can. But it's also, I think, in my opinion, why he's constantly injured. So I think Juju's hurt. They're all playing hurt. Sky Moore, you can't trust. They're going to have Justin Watson possibly as their number one receiver by the time this game gets halfway through if these guys can't make it through. And then they're going to have a bunch of tight ends out there. Might have Jarrett McKinnon running some routes out of the slot just because they, they might need him. So I think it comes down to the fact in the second half of the Chiefs game, even though they won that game, their offense was not good. They literally couldn't get separation. Their wide receivers couldn't get separation. I think you're going to see it. you got a better, in my opinion, better secondary. you got a better pass rush from the Eagles than the Bengals have. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off 
my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. I think you're going to see that come out even more, and it's going to be even more glaring in this game. And I think that's where this game is going to be won specifically um, is, is the lack of playmakers. You can't just lean on Travis Kelsey. Like, it, like at a certain point, a good defense is going to say, not anymore. We're just not going to allow you to just tear us apart. We're not going to let you pepper him constantly. Like make, Kelsey might have a good game, like a decent game, but I don't think they're just going to let him go nuclear. I think they're going to give help, put two on him when they can. I don't know. They're going to try and take him away and make someone else beat him. That's what a good defense will definitely try and do. And then they're going to put the pass rush on Mahomes. Make him go left. Whenever he went left, too, by the way, like rolling out of the pocket, he always seemed to like get dinged up or whatever. So I, I think this pass rush and the lack of wide receivers on the Chiefs side is the keys to the game right here for the Eagles Chiefs. Tony, what are you seeing here? Yeah, I mean, I, I fall, I fall somewhat in the middle of where everything is. Definitely the better talent versus the better quarterback and coach, one hundred percent. I think you guys are taking a little away from the Bengals D, though. Like, I know their D line isn't good, but they're literally built to beat the Chiefs, and Kansas City still won that game. I mean, no one scored. I'm, I pulled up Cincinnati stuff. Like, no one scored on them all year, really. Like, their defense was. Very good. So Philly's defense is different, though. Like you guys said, I agree. They're going to get more pressure, but are they built as good to stop this team? I, that I don't know as much. Like Kansas City gives up more big plays than – I mean, Philadelphia gives up more big plays at times than – since he just doesn't give up those big plays. So just a different matchup. I don't think you can necessarily just say the D-line's better, so they're, they're going to get to him, blah, blah, blah. But – it, it still does come down to what you guys are saying. Mahomes and Kelsey, bunch of scrub receivers, some scrub running backs. I've hated Kansas City all year. Like, I think we all have on here. They keep winning. It's a tough spot for me. I, I'll be honest. I, I don't love either team. Uh, that was one of the reasons I was on both other sides last week with two losers. So, I don't know. I'm torn. I, I, I really am. I, I think I'm siding more. Well, I'll save till the end with my pick just because we're doing that. But I think it's going to be a good game, uh, although DFS-wise, which we'll talk about in a second, I do think there's a lot of edge in just going five ones and trying to get different that way and hoping it's like ODB says where they just smother them. We've seen Super Bowls lately where that just happens. Teams get smothered. Don't do anything. If you go five, everyone's going to play this game as a close game because it's a one and a half point spread. There's decent outcomes where we see blowouts. I mean, it could happen, and it doesn't just have to be the Philly way. I'm not saying Kansas City could, but if Mahomes comes in and he's just dialed in and starts shredding them, it could go that way. I'm not saying that's what I think, but in DFS, the whole goal, especially in this thing, this monster Millie Maker, seven zillion entries in there. If you go a five one Chiefs or something. 
you're going to be different. And it's not like it can't happen. We still haven't seen Jalen Hurts, like, incredible in a big game. He missed so many throws in that San Francisco game that were open that he could have carved them up. I want to see it. I, 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 want, I want to see what we got. The good part for me this year, the last, like, five, six, seven Super Bowls, I've been huge on tons of money. I'm not going to go crazy this year. I'm really not, I, unless you guys sell me on the props. I am going to bet a lot of props. But as far as the game, I'm not going to go huge. So I'm going to sit and enjoy DFS, enjoy the prop stuff. And maybe you guys will talk me into something by the end of the show. But as of right now, I'm definitely in that middle ground with, with the actual game. That's fair enough. Uh, you bring up DFS, and I, I was going to get there. But I was running some stuff earlier. I ran the optimizer just to kind of see what it was spitting out. And it wasn't spitting out very, very little in my 150. I was running 5-1 builds. Very, very, very little. It was mainly 4-2 and 3-3 builds. So Tony's right there. If you play a 5-1 on either side, it's going to be unique um, or somewhat unique for such a big tournament. But the other thing that was interesting was when I ran it, uh, my top like three or four captains were, or three captains, I think it was, were all Eagles. So, like, even the Mahomes Kelseys were under, like, A.J. Brown was hitting, uh, Jalen Hurts was hitting, I think Dallas Goddard, because he's in that, like, mid-tier range, was hitting as well um, over some of the Chiefs guys. So that just tells me in general that the heavier side, I think, will be rostering Eagles over Chiefs. And and it might shake out to be a 3-3, but I think 4-2 Eagles will be the heavier side, even though this is such a close spread. So you you do have leverage in tournaments of playing 4-2 Chiefs or 5-1 Chiefs just to be different. And that's almost like a hedge, too, in a way, Tony, right? Where, like, let's say you like the Eagles. You could even hedge it a little in DFS going the other way just in case it's the opposite and play some of those heavier Chiefs builds, the 4-2s, the 5-1 routes. In the Millie Maker, I'm saying – just to be a little different. And then you kind of have two different types of sweats. Yeah. I'm going to get, I was going to say, I'm going to guess that, I mean, I haven't looked at the pricing, but I'm going to guess that like the, the four, two and five, one chiefs are going to be, there's going to be a decent amount because I'm going to guess the receivers aren't that expensive. So you can fit like Mahomes captain and then like three of these scrub receivers in or two scrub receivers and the running backs. Whereas the Eagles, it's a lot harder to fit in because I think all their good guys are, are more expensive, but I mean, just, uh, just a natural build would just be like, if I'm a chiefs person, like you can just get Mahomes with, uh, not Kelsey and then play him with MVS, Juju and Tony or something like that. Like, I mean, or, or McKinnon because they're just all cheaper. I would think if I, if I personally, if I, if I'm doing DFS, I mean, for the way that I see this game going, I think there's a non-zero chance that, uh, one of the Eagles defensive players wins MVP. I mean, I think you can get like, you can get giant odds on Slay or Bradbury, Hassan Reddick's the, 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 the darling pick now and his his odds have moved down but i can see real situations where the eagles get pressure on the homes and he throws interception they mean these cornerbacks are good they're talented they can um they're ball hawking and they're athletic and can take it back so 
I kind of think that like there's a kind of fun way that you can just put like Philly defense up there and there's a realistic chance that like maybe they have two defensive touchdowns or they have a defensive touchdown and then maybe near the end of the game when he's either pressing or they do the little pitchy pitchy woo woo bullshit at the end like he gets a they get another one um get five sacks or something um fumble return for touchdown I mean I could see I could see a lot of scenarios and they're going to be completely under owned because everybody's just going to be valuing, you know, Mahomes. So, like, you could just defensive captain him, and and maybe even like Hertz and and Sanders and the and the flex and and kind of get a little more unique that way. Um, but I don't know. That's just kind of my thought. I mean, obviously, we're not looking for the most likely scenario. We're looking for a scenario that can happen that other people don't have. So. Um, yeah. I really, I really could see the defense wrecking, wrecking the game and, and people aren't going to want to play the Philly defense versus Mahomes. I wouldn't think. Well, the other thing is a lot of people root on the overs. I think a lot of people are betting the over. I, I, I think like in DFS, especially we want like an exciting game, right? ODB. So everyone's trying to build, okay, it's a close spread. It's a 50 plus point total. We, we want fireworks, right? We want offense. So the, the defenses are, they don't want the defenses, but we see it all the time where defenses sneak in there with defensive touchdowns and still there's offense. You know what I mean? Cause a defense yeah. can still sneak in there at the price um, depending on what happens. So I don't hate that call and just trying to be unique. Tony, I, I don't know if you've run anything yet or you've looked at anything for DFS wise, but I just ran my stuff again and I'll just keep saying it, but like, I have all these top Eagles literally over Mahomes, Kelsey hitting in the top spot, Captain. Yeah, I mean, that's not how I, I see it. I can see why, but, like, both quarterbacks are going to be near 100%. I mean, as close as everyone's going to play both. So, immediately, if you fade, like, an ODB script that he loves, I think a great way to get different is just to not play Mahomes. Like, he's going to be extremely high-owned. And the thing about play, fading Mahomes you, you don't need – like, he doesn't need to get, like, eight for you to, to be successful. If he gets, like, even 15 or something, like, that's very successful fade if you didn't play him because he's so expensive in those routes. I mean, all the optimals for me pop both quarterbacks, one receiver from both teams, and then, like, a kicker, a Quez Watkins, a cheap tight end from Kansas City, those type of builds where – I see that's how I see a lot of people building that way. Like one quarterback, one receiver, and then the last two spots, you can go a million different ways. Kicker, cheap guy, two cheap receivers, like ODB was saying, million different ways you can do it. So outside of that, I think anything's pretty, pretty contrarian. And I definitely think the five ones and I just for the game script, how I could see going and ODB's thoughts and some of these thoughts, like five one Eagles just feels like a really good path to me as far as being different again there's 490,000 people I think in that Millie maker like you're not gonna go in there and win this thing playing both quarterbacks one receiver each way a kicker and a cheap receiver like that I mean you could win but you're gonna split it a you're gonna split ways. it a zillion ways and I always love this argument too because people are always like what's the odds of it chopping and I do feel like I'm somewhat qualified with this because I've won a ton of big fields where you wouldn't think that you could solo ship it. it. It's just how I build. It's, I don't know. I'm good at it. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but in situations like this, 
it's not really that hard to get different. Like you can leave a little salary. That's one way. But like I said, if you fade a quarterback, you can get different, like an all mid tier. What if you fade both quarterbacks? No one's going to do that. And all you need really for that to happen is just a bunch of receivers to do good. McKinnon to catch eight balls. Maybe a running back, Miles Sanders scores twice. And when all those guys end up like 15 to 18 and all the cheap guys bust, that's one way to be different. I'm not, And again, I'm not saying that's what I'm going to do. I'm just throwing ideas out there that stuff that people don't think. And then like say you get to the end and some dude wins a million bucks and they got literally six good guys on the team. They got Devontae and AJ and Goddard and Juju. And they have six guys that have 15 to 20 point ranges. People will be like, how the hell is that team unique? Happens every time. They'll be like, how is that team unique? Well, it's because they faded both quarterbacks or something. Or they played Patrick Mahomes with the Eagles defense. Like, what about that team? Like, Patrick Mahomes and the captain with five Eagles, including the defense. If you're playing Mahomes with no receiver, all you need to happen, Mahomes to throw three touchdowns to three different guys, no one goes off, and all the Eagles guys do good. There you go. That's even no one's playing Mahomes captain with no receivers. I promise you that. Like, there's so many things you can do. I love contests like this because you can put 25 bucks in, win a million, and there's going to be so many dead lineups. So everybody focuses that you probably won't win it. Unique. What they're not realizing is. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Half the field's dead before it even starts. It's almost like a poker tournament that ODB can relate to where you're not worried about three-quarters of the people. You're not even freaking worried about. They're just dead money in there. They're never going to come into play. Just keep winning your table. Win your table, keep accumulating ships, and those people don't matter. So I don't know. I I love formats like this, and you got to be different, though. If you've ever been different, sacrifice the money and try to do what would be funner than shipping a million dollars on Super Bowl freaking Sunday. I would, yeah, I would, what, the, oh, I was just going to say what, one suggestion that I would have as far as that goes is I, I look, and then, like I said, I mean, I'm, I'm not running these. I, I'm not a DFS guy, but I'm, I would not play Quez Watkins. I mean, that'd be the one. Whoa, that I would just, that's I would just say, I, I would just take Quez out. No, of that's situation. your boy. Well, I mean, just because he's just the cheap guy that's going to hit in every lineup. And and when Goddard plays, he just doesn't get targeted. He just doesn't get the ball. So uh, he plays less snaps. He gets less targets. 
Yeah, but and, with Quez, you're literally just banking on one play. You said it all yeah. freaking year. Every year you come on here, one play for Quez Watkins, one play. Well, yeah. Now yeah, we get to the I mean, Super Bowl and you're not you're not playing him because of that. Not, I would not because he's going to be 25% on. No, like he's no going to be 20% on. He's the cheap guy that makes everything else work. Like Quez is going to be the guy that people are going to want to play right now because he's just Cheap. You can't get you can't get that many Eagles in without putting Quez because they're different than the Chiefs. The Chiefs have fucking ten guys that you can just plug in because they might get one catch. The Eagles don't. The Eagles just. I mean, everything runs through the big three receivers and the running backs. So there's just not anybody in that sub two thousand range. So people are going to just gravitate towards Quez, and he's going to end up with zero catches on zero targets or two targets. And that's it. So I don't know. My, I would definitely just – I don't want a 20% guy like 20, 25% guy like Quest. I think he's just going to be – I don't be, even think he'll be close to that percentage. You don't think he will? Okay, well, you know better than me then. So then, yeah, There's maybe you can. There's just too many cheap guys. They're all in that range. Ooh. Like Justin It's going to spread it out. It's going to yeah. be Watson and Watkins and, and, and Watson, right? That's it. Yeah, but I mean, there's there's other guys though. Like these tight ends are popping from the Chiefs. Like Jody Fortson's two hundred, Noah Gray's twelve hundred. Like there, there's but other Eagles guys. Eagles builds. There's one cheap guy. Yeah, I mean, I think he'll be. I think he'll be in the teens for sure. So, pa- I mean, you're not far think, off, but he's not. You think be Pascal? Like 30%. You, you don't think Pascal like might is going to be like half the ownership? And could no, still... I think he will. I think he's a, a good play for the same. Th- these are the games where I think you take chances on these cheap guys though, because. One damn touchdown, and these are how you get you. Zach Pascal's how you get unique. Like if right, he catches exactly. a touchdown, like, never, you're just huge. Yeah, that's why I was thinking Pascal. And on top of it, it's not the same as like a two K guy, but the other Chiefs receivers, they're cheaper than they normally are on showdown. Like even Juju is five six, and we've seen him on showdown slates at seven K. You know what I mean? Same thing with Tony. He's six K on other showdown slates. He's four four. So there's other like the other cheap or uh, the other Chiefs receivers, they're they're priced down from what they normally are as well. So it's not just about the cheap range, it's also about some of these mid-tier guys that yeah. normally are more expensive that aren't because of you know whatever. People are just gonna, I am with I'm with ODB on the fact though that people are gonna pound these Chiefs in there. Like Juju and Tony and Justin Watson and And I, I mean, think that's how you get different. I yeah, I agree. Get different I hate these you guys. fade all the Chiefs wide receivers. And when yeah. the one guy I'll say I can't fade though, just to clarify, I can't fade MVS again. He's just got too much upside. Like I was so pissed at myself price? last week. Oh. Like in a Super Bowl, especially. I don't want to fade anyone that can beat me with one play. Juju can't beat me with one play. No, he he definitely can't be. I don't want to fade anyone that can end my day with one freaking play. And MVS can definitely end my day with one play. I uh, think, though, the way to be unique is fading the wide receivers. Yeah. Pretty much just saying Mahomes with running backs or Mahomes with – like, no one's going to do that. No one's going to play Mahomes with two of his running backs or something like that and – McKinnon catches a touchdown. Mahomes runs in a touchdown. Especially in the Mahomes captain builds. Like, Mahomes captain, if you don't play any of the receivers, is, it seems like a very good build. Because you can even yeah. pop Eagles D in, like, like ODB was saying. Yeah, exactly. So, I, I think that's a way to, to definitely be unique. Pop the Eagles D in, no receivers. 
try and build from there um, is is definitely a unique build. No one's going to really think about doing that. Dunkle, you've been kind of quiet over here. We know you're going to play DFS, Dunkle, so stop hiding the winners from the people and give a damn take. Uh, yeah, to me, uh, Noah Gray is, is the take. I think that uh, at that price range, I would be overweight on Noah Gray, considering, well, first of all, one of the bets I made, probably my favorite player prop of the game is him over 12 and a half receiving yards, which I know that won't win you anything in DFS if you get 13. But the reason, the main reason why I like him is with all the scattering of wide receivers for KC with the injuries, I, I think he sees the most snapshot he's seen all season long. I think you add in the fact of the pass rush for Philly and him wanting to, whether he's into block or whether they change things up with Kelsey, maybe Kelsey blocks occasionally, which you know normally doesn't. But with all the Philly eyes that are going to be on Kelsey, Andy Reid is an expert at scheming against uh, defenses. And he's going to know Kelsey's going to have all the eyes on him. I think it's going to open up a few different spots for Noah Gray to be roaming across the middle wide open on some plays where you get Kelsey as a decoy. You split them. You either cross them, something of that nature. You give a screen. Noah Gray seems to get one screen a week. Um, I, I think overall, um, especially in the red zone, it wouldn't surprise me at all. You know, they overcommit to Kelsey and there's Noah Gray, you know, off a, off a, off a hedge block, you know, wide open. Um, so I really like Noah Gray in, in this game. Um, and for DFS, definitely going to be a guy I'm way overweight on. Um, you know, you guys were talking about the receivers, and that's fine. I'm not high on any of the receivers in particular. But I think Noah Gray sees the most snaps he's seen all year. And his snapshot has been climbing this entire postseason. I think between Kelsey maybe not still being 100%, all the eyes on Kelsey, all the receiver issues with Kansas City with them rotating like a pendulum uh, or like a carousel, I, I think Noah Gray's in a really good spot to have success in this game. I don't mind it. I don't mind taking a, another tight end from Kelsey across the middle, something like that. It's probably a little easier spot to attack the Eagles in general. Uh, Tony, anything else you're seeing from the DFS side, uh, you know, showdown side of this slate? No, I mean, I, I agree with basically, I think we're all on similar pages. You just got to be different. I, I like that take, especially with the tight ends, because the good thing about a Noah Gray play is when you – I don't always love these cheap plays throughout the year because a lot of times we'll say, okay, if Noah Gray gets a touchdown in 15 yards, it probably won't be on the winner. But when you have this much stud, stud power with two quarterbacks, two, two, two a bunch of stu, – two stud receivers, stud tight end, Goddard's a stud, all these studs, like when these guys go for like 25-plus, four of them, Noah Gray getting a touchdown could easily fall on the winner in this spot. And, and he gets you somewhat different. I mean, I think he'll be 10% owned or so. But, man, when he catches that touchdown, you're in such good shape in a slate like this. And I put Jody Fortson in that same bracket at 200. I don't like him as much as Noah Gray. But we see it every Super Bowl, every freaking way. There's trick plays. There's all kinds of stuff that can happen in the Super Bowl. And I like to think about that going into these games. Like, who would be involved in the trick plays each way? And, and kind of go down the list and see, okay, who could throw the ball? Who, who could do that? Like, Kadarius Tony does kind of fall in that, that bracket. But everyone's going to be on Tony. I don't understand his ownership. Like, it says he's going to be under 20%. I refuse to believe that. I mean, he's 4,400. I refuse to believe people aren't playing him with, with Mahomes in there cheap. I refuse to believe he's not in the 30s at least percent wise. I just I refuse to believe it. <laughs> Sometimes I don't. I just don't agree with the numbers. So if Kadarius Tony, we see him get hurt every single week. He's the trendy pick. Guys like that would be my fades. I just and I've been on him. I mean, all year I've played this guy, but 
He dropped a touchdown against the Bengals that he should have caught. He got hurt maybe on that play or a different play. I can't remember when exactly he got hurt. But then he was out for the rest of the game. I just – I don't know. The more I look at the DFS side, the more I'm definitely on ODB side with these Eagles. And I love the upside of these guys too. A.J. Brown, huge upside. Devontae Smith, again, I still like him. I might be in the minority. I just think he's better than A.J. Brown. <laughs> I like him better. I love his route running. I love his catchability. I, but they're both studs. They both could break the slate. I love both guys. Uh, I'm just trying to look through these positions and see. Uh, MVS is definitely the Chiefs guy that I'm definitely going to be on because he honestly showed me something against the Bengals. I just – they were dead in the water, and he made like four or five just enormous plays. And I know a lot of it was Mahomes just dropping dimes, but – no one was making plays, and this guy stepped up. So I think I, I have to play MVS, but I agree with the rest of the team. I mean, Pascal is another low-owned guy. It, it helps that MVS is the only one that's not hurt, Tony. Yeah. And, and <laughs> like he's, the he's the only one that's like has ability to – I don't know. He just seems like a good play to me. But I Pascal falls in that same bucket to me as Noah Gray. Like I just feel like one touchdown from him – you're just mint at low ownership. I mean, obviously Goddard, Kelsey, great plays, Fortson. You I'm haven't even see. said my favorite play yet. I haven't said you. Oh, I'm sure your favorite play is freaking Kenneth Gainwell. I mean, again, yeah. I, the role is just there, and that's the role that beats the Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs have always struggled to get pass catching running backs. Especially if you're on the Chiefs betting, you think the Chiefs win this game, you think the Chiefs play with a lead or something like that. I don't know why you wouldn't like Kenneth Gainwell because I think that means he's in there even more a little bit. And on top of it, I think you want to run to the edges against the Chiefs, get away from guys like Clark, that they're good D linemen. He can run to the edges. That's where he has been successful. So I think Kenneth Gainwell is going to be a bigger piece to the Super Bowl than people maybe think in general. Uh, I think he's really good, and it fits kind of what the Chiefs struggle to stop. And no one's going to be – from what I'm seeing right now, he's going to be like 10% maybe. And I think it it might be lower than that maybe just because you're going to have to bump him up a ton to get him in your build. To get him to hit your build, I was looking at the you know some of the projections. And, Tony, we talk about it all the time in these showdowns, where sometimes the worst, sometimes a guy who's priced where it's like, oh, that's the worst play ever is sometimes the best play for showdown formats because no one wants to play him. And if you can see a path where he gets more work somehow, it happened in that Houston Texans game. I think this is a perfect spot for Kenneth Gainwell, and I don't think anyone's on him here. Um, I love him a ton. Again, though, my favorite play that no one's going to be on. So you got to take it. I mean, I would even take it a step further, though. Like everyone, like I said, so I talked about the roster constructions. Everyone's going to play the two quarterbacks, which means they're going to play a receiver or tight end both ways. That's four of the spots right there. These running backs in general are just going to be way too low owned. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. And that goes for Miles Sanders, too, who I've hated all year. Again, I'll admit it. Scored twice last week in a bad matchup. I thought he was a horrific play versus that San Fran rush D. But again, sometimes the worst plays are why you ship a lot of money in these slates. Like all it takes is him scoring a couple touchdowns and all that leverage off of Hurts comes to you. So, And then both Chiefs guys, you know both Chiefs guys at least could get there. For sure both of them could. So I think these running backs are a good way to get different as well, especially with the Eagles D. You pop Eagles D, Miles Sanders, Kenny Gainwell all on the same team. That fits ODB script too perfectly. Hurts, maybe you go the whole running game. Hurts, Sanders, Gainwell, Philly D. That, no one's going to have that foursome. Literally, I mean, hardly anyone. Yeah, we talked about fading the Chiefs receivers. Well, if you make a build where you fade the Eagles receivers. Same like thing, the top same concept. 100%. Yeah, the same thing. Uh, like, I, and I like A.J. Brown. Devon, like, they're great plays, but if they, you do It's showdown, that, though. You said it. Yeah. It's showdown. Just because you like a guy doesn't mean you can't fade them in showdown. Yeah, and, and Hurts, let's say Hurts captain build, no receivers. You got the two running backs. Hurts yeah. runs in two touchdowns. You get easily. Sanders running in a touchdown. Gainwell catches they one. They can easily run it. You Boom. can see the damn narrative. Eagles run for six touchdowns. Yeah. Like, that, hey, listen, they've been running all over teams all season. So, I mean, their, their offensive line has is, is been elite in that game. I, I think it's a great idea in showdown. I, I don't know. So, all right, boys. Uh, you know, I think that's uh, good takes for showdown here. I saw one more thing. Snyder was talking up uh, CEH in the chat oh, a little wow. bit at 1K. I can't do the CEH thing. I, I just don't Why? think he's going to be involved. Why in the world would he have a role outside of injury? That's what I don't get. They're not replacing him over Pacheco. They didn't McKinney even like him role. when he was healthy. That's that's what I think too. But I mean, he was literally the only strike. positive whatsoever is that same narrative to those cheap guys we talked to. Like maybe you do get an injury and he somehow ends up in there. He's one thousand is the positive to him. He fits with all of the expensive guys. So that's the positive. You got to expect taking a zero, though, with him. Right. Like, Noah Gray has to be a better play than him. Like, I, I definitely I like him more, but, yeah. I mean, although, just to be honest, like, we're, we're playing a 490,000-man field. All the cheap guys are somewhat in play. Because <laughs> if they get one lucky play, you're going to have a chance to ship. Yep. For sure. All right, uh, boys, let's move into, uh, you know, our favorite props. And uh, we'll obviously give our, our winner 
as well here. And uh, I'll just go around the room here. Let's give a let's give a prop or two that we really like. We're gonna we're gonna hit because I think all of us are gonna bet some props and then uh, give your uh, take on the winner of the game, Dunkel. You can give your um, uh, takes on your your halves and, and who you think is the the leader at the half, who went over at the half. Make sure you uh, add those in as well, Dunkel. Um, I'll skip this over to ODB. He did say he had a hard stop, so I'll let him get his. Uh, oh, good, good point. First. Thank you, guys. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna give my prediction and then get out of here and try to go win 400 dimes today. Ooh, um, so yeah, I mean, it's obviously no surprise that I'm on the Eagles. Uh, my favorite props, I like Hertz over rushing yards. I think it's like just a little south of 50. Um, people can say, yeah, he hasn't been running lately, shoulder, yada, yada. The games haven't been close. He hasn't had to. Why would he? Um, this game, it's balls out. It's a Super Bowl. I mean, he's you got a year. They they built that 13-1 and one or 12-1 and one record or whatever they were before he got hurt on the heels of him rushing. And I think the read option is a key part of this game. And uh, he can just get there in many, many ways. Um, he can just break one big. He can have a lot of eight and 10 yard runs. Um, I think Hertz rushing is a big part of this football game. And I like the over with him. Um, I like the over attempts on Sanders. I think it's like 13 and a half or something. I mean, he hasn't been reaching it because they've been blowing teams out. And that's how Gainwell and, and Scott have been getting the extra carries. I think they lean into Sanders. Uh, I think it's Sanders and Hurts a lot in, in there. Um, receivers, I think they're all really good. So, I mean, I like. I think Goddard's a big part of this football game. And, uh, you know, either one of the receivers could be fine. On the Kansas City side, uh, the receiver props are just too darn small. So, I think you just kind of got to go over on some of those receivers. This is not the DFS take. This is just the betting take. Um, I like Juju better than I like MVS, um, from catching number of balls. MVS obviously has the DFS upside, but the three and a half catches by Juju, I mean, I think they're going to run more short patterns because the D line is going to get pressure on Mahomes, and they're not going to want to get him killed. So I think three and a half catches by Juju is pretty low. I mean, he's been basically the number one receiver all year other than Kelsey, and 33 and a half catches and 38 and a half yards is ridiculously low for a receiver. I think you could play him. You could play the overs on, you know, MBS or Tony if you want. Um, and then I, I would probably play the under on Mahomes yards. I mean, Mahomes yards is 300 basically. And these receivers are 38 yards. So I think there's a clear path that you could win them all and very hard to lose them all. I can't see Mahomes getting 300 yards and, Juju or Tony or MVS not getting over 38. So, I mean, I really think that you could uh, smash them all that way. Uh, uh, MVP, I, I don't really, if anybody tells you, like I've heard this narrative a million times on every, every pod and every show, just if you like the Chiefs, just bet Mahomes plus 130 to win MVP, you get extra odds. That is the dumbest fucking advice I've ever heard. And if people are telling you to do that, stop listening to them. It's not worth the extra 20 cents in juice. There are a lot of game scripts where the Chiefs win and the defense, you know, gets a couple fumble, you know, Clark gets a 
couple of sacks and fumble returns. Kelsey goes off for four touchdowns. Like, um, there, you know, Pacheco breaks two long runs. I mean, there are, there are ways that can, it's not worth the extra 20 cents in juice. If you like the Chiefs, just bet the Chiefs. Um, uh, if if I'm going MVP, I mean, I, I want long shots. I, I would either fire Bradbury, Slay, or Redick. Um, I think the defense wrecks havoc on this game. Um, I don't really have a take on the total. I think the number's really good. Uh, even though I think the defense is really good for Philly, I think they set up some short fields or maybe even get a defensive touchdown or two. Um, so my official prediction is 34-17 Eagles. I'll be playing Eagles heavy. I'll be playing Eagles on the alternate line. Um, I already have some seven and a half. I want to find some nine and a half and 13 and a halfs out there and play those. Um, you're getting three, four, five to one. I think there are a lot of scripts where the Eagles just run away with it. Um, I think the Eagles are the best team. I don't even think it's close. Um, I absolutely love this football game and I'll be heavy on the Eagles. Love it. All right. Thanks, ODB. Good luck uh, today. Hopefully you ship that uh, 400. Keep that sweatshirt Thanks. on. Crush it, ODB. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. See you later. Good luck on Sunday. You too. All right. Uh, boys, Dunkel, I'll bring it back to you here. I assume you're going to like the Eagles' first half, right? So um, here's my thing. Like, obviously, these are the two best scoring teams in the first half. They've been all year. They've. This is – arguably the best scripters to start a game, um, you know, with Sirianni and Andy Reid. Um, and we've seen it all year, right? The, both these teams come out scoring. Uh, however, uh, my actual favorite bet in the game is the second half under, 26 and a half. Um, my main reason for that is, so instead of betting first half over in a Super Bowl, which I never like doing anyway, because you get those weird Super Bowl jitters. And if, if first, you know, eight, 10 minutes of a game starts slow, it's hard to overcome that when you have a first half over. Um, so I actually did this in two correlated fashion. So the second half, I did bet that under 26 and a half. These are two teams who have been arguably for how good they are, the most head scratching second half teams in all of football. Um, the chiefs all year long have just conceded, have just conceded points, uh, or, or conceded leads, excuse me, because they just completely hit the brakes on their own offense. And if they, and if they, and if this scripts out where they have a, a 10 point lead, hypothetically, who might have think that that's not going to happen again? Um, and the Eagles are literally the exact same thing. Like they've had big leads all year in the second half and all they've done is nothing offensively in the second half. They literally cripple their own offense in every second half of every football game. Um, so I think from an adjustment standpoint, I think from how these two teams have been all year long, um, I think multiple scripts get this there in the second half. Um, I even like, I mean, if you really want to get ballsy, I really like, cause most games will have the second half being higher scoring than the first half, um, at, at VIG, you would actually get a dog money the first half having more points in the second half. I actually like that bet. Um, I just prefer the second half under the number of 26 and a half. Um, in relation to that, a same game parlay I bet that I think makes a tremendous amount of sense. Um, and it's and it has reverse correlation, which is why the odds are, are decent. The Eagles over six and a half total points in the first half. The Chiefs over six and a half points in the first half. And the first quarter under 15 and a half. It plays into my thoughts on how the game might start slow in the first quarter with the under 15 and a half. And then I just need both teams to score a touchdown. Um, and that bet hits. It's plus 120 um, if you pair those three together on DraftKings. Um, so, again, that's first quarter under 15 and a half total points. And then first half, Eagles Chiefs both over six and a half. Really like that spot. Again, you're really looking for a touchdown from each and just avoiding 17 points in the first quarter. 
Um, so yeah, like that spot. Um, and, and but again, my, my how favorite. Do you get a bet like that. Well, like, how do I even bet? Like, where do you even? You just go to single game to bet that? Like, because they're yeah. alt lines, right? They got to be yeah, alt. Yeah, lines. you go. Yeah, you go to same game parlay. Go to quarters. The max out of under first quarter, which is fifteen and a half. You tag. You tag that, and then you tag. I like that. Both, both over six and a half. What's the like overall odds for that three teamer? Plus one twenty. Oh man, we get plus for that too. Yeah, Basically so betting think- under freaking first quarter. Well, I mean, the teams are scoring seven. Yeah, I mean, you know, look, obviously it can get there. The 15 and a half gives you a little wiggle room. Look, if 17 points or more get scored in the first quarter, I mean, so be it. It is what it is. Um, but either way, I think that it, you know, you could easily have a, you could easily have a, you know, a, a 10-3 first quarter or a 7-3 first quarter. Either way, I mean, I like, I like the spot. And the idea that both these teams with how well they script out drives, it'd be hard-pressed to believe that both teams don't land in the box one time in the first half. Uh, but with that said, look, obviously we've seen crazier happen, but it is plus 120, which which makes it a, a fun bet. Um, and again, the second half on this. Those are my two favorite bets, and I already mentioned the Noah Gray player prop, which is my favorite prop of the game. So those are the three bets where I'm at for the Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, like that, Dunkle. All right, uh, I'll have to fire on those. I definitely like the Kenneth Gainwell overs. Uh, he's hit over uh, – his Russian receiving prop is 33.5 right now. He's went over that just in rushing alone the last three games. Uh, so I think he's, I think his props are really good play. His rushing over is 19 and a half right now, as I see it on DK. Um, I I think he goes over that as well. Um, so uh, yeah, I really like his overs. Um, and, uh, they're, they're very low in in my opinion. He's a guy who can break, he can break one run for 20. It it only takes one with him too. So uh, I think that's a good play. You can either go rush or the rushing and receiving and have, you know, kind of two outs there, but I I like him for sure. Um, and then I like the Eagles. I like the Eagles here. I think the lack of, um, you know, wide receivers and the lack of separation that these wide receivers can get. Tony was talking about MBS kind of being the, the lone hero for them kind of at the end of the Bengals game. But besides him, there was no one else. Like everybody disappeared. Even Travis Kelsey, like where did he go in the second? Everybody disappeared. And I, I think the Eagles are going to be one of those teams that can capitalize on that if it happens again. And I don't know if they'll be able to get away with it. So yeah, they're a different defense than the Bengals, 100%. Bengals are probably a little more set up. But talent-wise, they have it. I think bringing pressure, Mahomes is still good under pressure for sure. Uh, really good, actually, too. He, he's good in chaos. He, he Even with one leg, he was good in chaos. Like some of those throws he made where they had pressure on him. they ha- I thought they had him, and he somehow gets out of it, steps up, and makes the play, and you're just like, what happened? Like they, they, they had him on one leg and he still found a way to get rid of the ball or make a play downfield. He is great. But I just think in the end, it, it's going to be the key to the game that the Eagles will be able to get separation. I think Jalen Hurts is going to run a little bit. I think it's going to give uh, Kansas City fits. I forget who said it, but like, I think it was ODB. Like this is the Super Bowl. They're going to be designing plays for him to run. And I, I, Jalen Hurts is definitely going to, run all over the field. And if he doesn't, it's because he's going to have one-on-one on the outside consistently throughout the game where, you know, the Chiefs get aggressive. They start blitzing, trying to slow him down, and he just takes his shot. 
And I think those receivers, I trust them to get separation more than I do the Chiefs. I think that's the reason why I like the Eagles here. So give me the Eagles for sure. Tony, uh, what do you got here? You got to give us uh, who you think is going to win and uh, some of your favorite props. Yeah, so we got uh, old Mark in the chat too. Are we comparing the Bungles D to the Birds? I already went on my tangent about this. They're two different defenses. The Bengals D hasn't given up points all season. Philly beats you through pressure and stuff, but two totally different defenses, and we don't know how that's going to match up with Mahomes. The Mark, Bengals we're not D, comparing the talent of the yeah, two defenses too. You got to totally different. Like totally different and the Bengals D has played Mahomes good yeah yeah no two, he was talking about me but he doesn't realize Tony was literally saying exactly what I said like 20 minutes ago oh, he goes yeah. I wasn't talking about you he's talking about me but literally Tony said the same thing so you're talking yeah. about both of us Mark and it's true this these defenses are different there's more talent on the Eagles defense. Mark, that's what and you're more thinking talent up front, in your too, head. For sure, but a totally yeah. different system. I just, it's like basketball where for my whole life, it's like, okay, Providence beat UConn and UConn beat Cincinnati and Cincinnati beat Providence. Like you can't look, it's matchups. It's always matchups at all sports. Just because one team matched up good with another team doesn't really matter all that much. I think it's the NBA of, playoffs is a good example, same, too. Always. All these just, sports. Matchups yeah. is more important than anything. We don't know how Mahomes will handle the pressure for sure. So, I, I don't know. I'm just not going to – it's a bad comparison is all I think. So, for bets, I mean, like, I, I'm planning on going over and just sitting and going through them all later today and putting a bunch of stuff up on the, the bet sheet. Because, honestly, I mean, the Super Bowl, there's – four zillion props up there you could go straight down the list and keep seeing them so just a couple of them that stick out to me right now are i've the whole playoffs i've keep doing these rushing props for the quarterbacks and there's just no way i'm not betting it again and mahomes after two weeks he's only 19 and a half i'm assuming he's going to be close to 100 percent. i mean two full weeks of treatment i think he'll look 19 and a half yards for him actually we can get 17 and a half, it looks like, on Bet Rivers looking at this unabated uh, odd sheet. Uh, 17 and a half at Bet Rivers. I love that. Like ODB said, Jalen Hurts, 49 and a half rushing yards at Fandle. I just have to bet both overs. I, I really like those. I like the Gainwell, so I'm with, I'm with JSU there. What other ones stick out to me here? I like some of the weird props, too. That's why I want to go and actually sit down and just look at them because I want to go down the list at all the books and spend a couple hours just looking at them and and put them in like that because it's overwhelming to look at it, really. So you almost have to just go line by line and see what you like and pop them in, honestly. And I'm planning on betting a ton of them. So anyone interested in getting my full card, sign up for the Rump Your Bets for sure because probably by tonight I'll try to get them all up because I'm planning on going to dinner tonight and really locking these in. So by tonight, I'll try to get these up with Dunkel's winners already up on the sheet. So check us out for that for sure. I don't know. I'm going to have a ton. Honestly, I don't have a ton that – what else did I write down? I like that. I for sure like that single-game parlay that, that Dunkel said. Uh, Gainwell, another Gainwell too. I don't know if you said this. You are saying a bunch of them. But over one-and-a-half receptions yeah. is only minus 128 at FanDuel like that. 
that's just a good deal there, I think. He's going to catch – the only way I don't see him getting that is if Philly just steamrolls him and, and they don't have to throw it as much to him. But I still like it either way. But then he's going to hit the over on the rushing prop, yeah. the rushing receiving prop. Like, I think he hits the over just on the ground probably if that happens and they just steamroll him. But Yeah. No, I, I agree. Some of the props I want to bet, just so people know what I'm going to look for later – I want to find some defensive ones like Philly D and Kansas City D to score touchdowns, sacks, fumbles to the house. I want some of those defensive props that give me some odds even where, again, I got to look at the numbers and stuff. But if I can get like one of these defensive linemen to score a touchdown at some crazy odds and I don't know. I think we see some defensive scores, and, and Dunkel might be better to know. Like, how can I get my best action on this, Dunkel? Where Eagles plus six hundred anytime touchdown. Yeah, like that's a bet I'm for cheap. sure betting. Plus six hundred. I don't know if it's technically a good bet according to the numbers, but you give me six to one odds. I just feel like they. I don't know. I like that bet. I don't know if it's profitable or not, but I like plus six hundred. I think I, I like that for both defenses, honestly. Where. I just feel like we see a defensive score or two in this game. And six to one odds, these are the kind of bets that I think you profit long term. And you can look at my sheet up at the bet side again. I think I'm under 500, but I'm up a bunch of units because I bet stuff like that. Plus 600s, plus 700s where, and that's the one thing all the guys like Dunkel have taught me since we've started run pure. The juice just matters so much. Like you're laying 200 on some of the, like Dunkel's bet. Plus 120 on that three-teamer, rather than lay 170 and 180 in different spots, just do a nice little three-teamer, plus 120, you get juice back. Bet the plus 600 defensive score. Bet the, if you like some weird guy, like... Uh, Quez Watkins is plus 600 to score anytime. Justin Watson plus... Yeah, five. like some 50. of those guys, like the tight end Dunkel brought up. Uh, I'm dropping a blank, but... Plus eight hundred. Yeah, anytime. plus eight hundred anytime. Like these are the bats you hit. You hit a couple of those and you free roll the rest of your day. I don't know. I like to gamble. Obviously, I like these plus six hundred, plus eight hundreds. I'm probably gonna fire a couple single game parlays. I did it for the last weekend too. I'm gonna find a couple, and this is probably terrible betting. This is where Dunkel cringes at what I say. But again. I'm going to find a couple where it correlates, like Philly, maybe two touchdown scorers, maybe over yards for a few of them, where I can literally put up like a 1,000, which is my unit, to win like 100K. Like, And they're probably terrible bets, I admit it. But I'm not betting huge on the game. And I want some upside, where if I hit one of those parlays, the whole day is just a total free roll, and it's going to be a big day. I want to have some fun with it. They will be correlated, though. They'll be tough to hit. Maybe like Miles Sanders to score twice with a defensive score plus 600 in there and the Philly win. Like I bet that four-teamer right there, if someone puts it in, I bet that thing pays 100 to one or something, like something crazy. I have no idea. That's why I want to go play with it. But Miles Sanders to score or, or throw uh, Gainwell in there. Miles Sanders for two, Gainwell for one, the defense for one, and Philly to score. That thing will pay outrageous. So I want to take some stabs on bets like that. I'm going to have fun with it. Like I said, I got killed two weeks ago. I'm not going to bet big on the game. I think I like Philly if I had to pick. But I'm going to go crazy with the props, and I'm going to try to ship DFS, and I'm going to have some fun. I'm going to see if I can get all my money back from two weeks ago on some random shit.
<laughs> that's the way to do it there just to fire and see if you can get some money on some do you guys bet like any of the random like bets like the ones, like that's the, the one thing as a big a gambler is i never bet the random stuff i never do a square pool ever i hate those things ever. i just i hate all the random stuff as much as i like i, to I never do them either my father loves the squares yeah. though he does like big pools too tons like of people love the square oh, well, do you three, like the square like, no, I mean, if you're somebody that gambles regularly, it makes no sense to be someone who would enjoy the squares. Um, if you're somebody who yeah. gambles one time a year and plays the lottery, yeah, I'm sure you love it. <laughs> it plays sure you the lottery. Don't sure I think that's the key. I think that's the key, though, with the squares. There are a lot of people that I feel like only bet on the Super Bowl. Like, I know a ton of people who don't bet throughout the year at all. And then will put, like, a, a decent chunk on just, just to have action because action they're having family over. And, you know what I mean? They want a little action on the game but don't really play uh, put any action on the regular season or some of the playoff stuff leading i know a lot of like adults who do that where they just don't they're just like screw it it's a super bowl i'll put some action on it whether it be squares or betting aside look at that though nice kevin said so that well i'm assuming he, what i just said 25 to win 12k like these are the bets like okay so you take your damn square pool 25 bucks instead of the squares and put it on that parlay 25 to win 12K, and literally all you need is two rushing touchdowns, a defensive score, and a Philly win. Is that likely to happen? Probably not. We agree on that. But you're literally putting up 25 bucks to win 12K. Like, to me, that's the type of bet I want to make. I, I like those bets. He said it was, term, the Sanders, it was the Sanders times two, gain well anytime touchdown with Philly D, uh, 475 yep. to one. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Like there I might put a thousand bucks on that. I'll be honest. If that thing hits and I went 475 K, like I don't think it's that crazy of a bet. I really don't. <laughs> You'll probably do a couple of these. Though, well, I'm going right? to do don't a couple just... for sure. Like I might invest, like let's talk in units. Like we always thought maybe 10 yeah. units or something on just random big upside stuff, but they're all going to be correlated. I promise. It's not going to be just like, uh, the two guys from each team scoring, like it's going to be correlated for sure to at least give me a chance if it plays it. Or you do the passing ones like, okay, Mahomes plus three receivers plus, I don't know, correlated up almost like DFS. It's kind of like firing in two big millies or something like that, mm -hmm. right? Where you're just like, you're, you're up, you're trying to win the million dollars. You're putting like 4,000 in or two $4,000 lineups in to win a million dollars. That's like your thing i'm gonna you're gonna play the dfs and you're gonna do more of the upside bets just to 
you know, have a little fun with it. But, Dunkel, you doing any of those upside bets, or are you strictly just, you know? Yeah, I, typically, I typically make three to five total bets for the Super Bowl this year. It'll be three for me. I mean, maybe I'll, I'll add one or two if, obviously, if I like it, if I'm doing some searching tomorrow, I like anything crazy. But, you know, no, I'll be in the DFS streets. I'll make, I'll have, you know, I may even double down on some of those bets that I already made. Um, but outside of that, nothing crazy for me. No the one thing I'll give credit no to stays disciplined like none other. I give him credit. He never comes out of the shell. Even on the well, video, he very rarely comes out of, out no, out of the shell. No, he's disciplined. He's a professional. He's very disciplined. He's not a D-Gen like me. I mean, I think I think, in, oh, inherently, we all, I think inherently we all have that D-Gen in us. I think for me, you know, the, the tilting, I tilt the losses. I mean, I'm like any human, right? I tilt the losses a lot more than the wins. So for me, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to go crazy over a Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, sure. If our members are like, hey, can you give me a bunch of bets you like? Yeah, I'll give you a bunch of bets that I would, would potentially have. Landa. This has already been proven otherwise, Landa. What 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 happened? He said he can't beat JSU on the slab. I mean, come on, Landa. This has already been played out on the slab. Landa, we've, we've battled on the slab. I think I lost 11 to 4, 11 to 6. Six, I don't know. Whatever to six. It was. Tony beat me. Oh, 21 to six. We played the 21. Yeah, Jay, yeah, you put up a me. fight. He's just he, he's just a little too small. I'm too big. I, yeah. So what happens is, you know, the beginning, Tony, you know, he, he's a little cocky, you know what I mean? So he he, he shoots a, a few outside shots. I'm I'm like a laughing, you know what I mean? Come on, Tony. And then he starts to really like I start banging on him and he's like, all right. I'm going to start hitting you now. So then you start getting the, the elbows and the, the little bunny jumpers and stuff. He, he, he started slow. I'll give him credit. He, 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 he At least I didn't in. get tired like Mangone, 4 nothing, and Mangone was you dead. Did not. You did not get tired. Like, and you didn't cry when, when I was banging <laughs> on you. you just, like, I like you just contact. Like, I'll never cry about fouls. I can't stand playing people who cry about contact. Like, yeah. cry. Call a foul if you want to call a foul, but don't cry. Don't, like, you know, I, I can't stand it. So, all right. Anything else? I appreciate you, though, Landa. Mark wants our favorite back. captain picks. I do like that. Let's end it with our favorite because we didn't really talk much about captain. All right. That's, that's and Dunkel always sandbags the damn winners, which he still hasn't given us any. He gave all the winners. I got three bets and all this. He gave his speech, but he didn't give a shit on the DFS side. And he's you know he's stingy. playing too, Tony. You yeah, know I know. He's and he's going to ship like always. When I get to the end, I see the stupid Uncle Dunkel Run Pure logo way above me, like always on Saturdays, usually. On Sundays this week, he, he's just very stingy with his winners. I'm not a, uh, I'm not a showdown NFL guru by any means. Uh, but I'm I happy to say it on my profile. He said, um, he said guru? He's a guru now? Happy to. I kind of like you're a guru. I said I am not a NFL show. Oh, I thought you were talking about my header on the homepage, the um, known for I, um, MLB I say, and NFL showdowns. I will say this. Um, I am going to have absolutely 0% of MVS just because of his price. I get it. He has upside. Oh. He's priced He's priced ridiculous for his, for a game like this. So, yeah, he's going to have zero shares of MVS. I hope I hope he's 50% on at that price. Um but he won't, I mean, he won't. He won't it's gonna be, be like fourteen percent. He won't be fit. There's too many wide receivers. No, I mean, I'm obviously I'm being facetious, but for me, like yeah. nobody wanted to play this dude when he was one K in showdowns all year long for Kansas City. And I get the situation a little different, but to me, it's a little bit of a flash in the pan. He has one big game. Now he's the highest priced receiver on their team, um, and now people are going to be just as high on him at this price as they were when he was one K. 
yeah, I'm, I'm out. I'm out on that concept. But I will. I will say that the Chiefs situation is is difficult. Um, I I wouldn't do. I think you could do five ones either direction because I think you could do five ones and it not be a blowout. I think you can get a five one where it's just very concentrated, and uh, you you still get there. Uh, but again, if you're if you're entering a dart in the twenty five dollar, either leave four K on the table a salary or um, do a five one where you know just a, the lineup where I don't want to say it doesn't make sense, but where it just seems like a lineup that'll be super unique. There is when when you talk about a showdown that has this many entries, <laughs> um, there is going to be a ridiculous amount of duped lineups. So can you imagine if like a chalky lineup wins? <laughs> It'll be uh, it's going to be split like a thousand like, ways, like even more, like ten thousand ways, five thousand yeah, ways if the right one hits. So do I, you I, guys I also... like? Do you guys like not? Uh, do you guys like not do the fifty k salary teams? Do you just take that out? Like. Yeah, start somewhere else. This is one of the rare cases where I will. So I usually leave it in for normal ones, but for this one, there's just too many teams. <laughs> They're and, just and, uh, and Tony, would you take out the minimum or would you still have a minimum? I mean, with this many studs, I would have a minimum, but the minimum would also be high. I mean, it would be right. six thousand or something, but I wouldn't leave like twelve or fifteen thousand in a slate like this. Got it. Got it. So, Dunkel, did you actually give a pick? No, he made fun of my pick. That no, was his only pick. He got revenge on me by making fun of me. I want to be clear that before this show, regardless of what anybody said about MVS, his price to be is ridiculous. Um, but to that point, you can over leverage that. So, I think to your point, Tony, obviously, um, a guy like MVS, if he was priced where he was all year at like 3K, he would be 30, 40% off. At his price there, people are going to find it hard, especially if you're hand building. If you're hand building, I can't imagine you're landing on MVS in hand build normally. And you're going to, oh. he's going to land even less in an optimizer because he's too expensive. Yeah. So I think, I mean, I he's think projected for nine points at 6,200. No yeah, one's playing him. From a leverage yeah. standpoint, from a leverage standpoint, I, I obviously I get the, the sediment there. For me, um, yeah, going to be overweight on Noah Gray for sure. Um, and yeah, to me, it's going to be lock in studs and, uh, lock them in with random scrubs. So I'm likely going to avoid most of that middle of the pack um, and just play Mahomes, play Hurts, play Noah Gray, and then random scrubs around it. Um, you know, alternate here and there. I may even I may even try to go overweight in the defenses. I just couldn't even imagine people getting to defenses on this slate. Like, so yeah. um, I think, again, it's all about just being different. You know, your, your goal is if this game played out a thousand times, you know, with, with how you've constructed your lineups, you would make money. And again, with all these extra entries, you're really you're really dead upon arrival with over half your lineups you build anyway. So what can help you there is pick your fades, uh, pick your fades and and build your core. Your core, in my opinion, should be four guys, um, because you you, you want to either make money on this slate or, or or lose it all. Because if you go anywhere in between, you're going to lose money anyway. So I think yeah. I think pick your core four guys, three or four guys you have like 80, 90 percent of, and then just randomize the the two extras that fill it out. Don't get yourself to 50k. Leave maybe even three, four K on the table. Again, this is more or less if you're multi-entering, even if you're building a single lineup, I think you should use a similar strategy. Again, it's unique. You have to be unique. Um, so yeah, call stars and scrubs from me with avoiding most of the middle of the pack. Uh, yeah. So Dunkel again, avoided the question of who is his favorite captain. I don't know how he talked for that long. It still avoided the, the, the question we asked, which was who is his favorite captain? I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna. Well, here's the thing. I don't have. It's not like I have lineups in front of me. I haven't built them at all. So like, it's not like I got. But I will tell you this: when I build, it's definitely gonna be mostly Mahomes and Hertz as captain. These are two peak performers all season long. I know it's a Super Bowl. You're trying to be unique, 
I'm going to be unique in different areas with scrubs. So Mahomes hurts for me at the captain, and I'll just jam in random scrubs at the bottom. I don't care who it is. Like it could be that third string tight end that was brought up was a force Forston. Forston. Yep. Um, and backup running backs for Philly because Miles Sanders, for whatever reason, they hate him. Like the dude sees snaps and then he just disappears for entire quarters. Um, so I, I agree with the Gainwell look. I'll definitely have Gainwell. I'll definitely have some Boston Scott. And the the script I'm looking for is a script where Jalen Hurts maybe rushes for two touchdowns, Mahomes rushes for a touchdown, and it's very scattered as far as where the passing is going. Um, and then you stick in a running back or two and, and hope they get there. Uh, but again, just just trying to be really unique that way with them two at the top of my captain. Yeah. Uh, so for me, if I had to pick a stud captain out of the the top tier guys, it would be Hertz is my favorite. Uh, but for the Millie, if I'm just throwing out like a dart, it's can't it's Gainwell. Just I I, I just have a feeling I, I like him. I'm again. This is one of those teams where when you build a Gainwell captain lineup. It's almost like first or worst right there, where you're building for the Millie Maker. You're building to be unique. And I, I think when there's 400,000-plus entries in a tournament, you can't – I don't think it's right to just play Hertz, Kelsey, Mahomes in the top spot. This is just me personally. I think taking shots uh, on a few guys, like if Tony likes MVS because – all those other Chiefs guys are cheaper. Taking a shot on him and captain. Maybe he houses two – he might have two catches. Maybe their house is for touchdowns. Like two touchdowns, they're the only touchdowns the Chiefs score, and he's the winner. You know what I mean? In that mid-tier, and no one's going to really get to him. So I, I think doing that is is the way in these Millie Makers to at least have a chance to solo ship, right, at which we always talk about. It's really hard when there's this many entries. So – I have one or two guys where you're like, I'm going to play like five or 10% of them, but those are my unique chances here to, to win a million dollars and then just try and build your, you know, Mahomes captains or Hertz captains uh, somewhat, you know, to be unique, whether it's playing the opposite defense, doing what we said in fading receivers and only playing running backs or just playing tight ends with Mahomes, I, you know, I don't know, stuff like that. So um, that's the way I'm looking at it. Tony, uh, what do you got here? Yeah, I mean, this is why Showdown such a good format and why we've loved it. At least I, I've loved it. I know a lot of other people more than main slates just because you can literally make a case to go so many different directions and it, it can't be proven that it's the wrong way. Like <laughs> there's so many different things you can do that can get you there. I do find myself closer to the Dunkel side of I think there's a lot of value when the field is this big of just like locking in three guaranteed points, guys like Hertz, Mahomes, Kelsey, and just taking your chances to get lucky in other spots where just say rhetorically, those three end up on the winner. They're the most likely to be on the winner. They're the highest owned for sure. And we all get that. But the truth of the matter is we can talk game theory, whatever the hell we want all day long. If they end up in the winner and you have all three of them on all your teams, then you only got to hit three spots instead of six. So, and then I, I kind of agree with Dunkel just to be different, filter the scrubs, leave salary, leave four or 5,000. But if you have those three guys on all your teams, and you could throw AJ Brown and Devontae in the mix too with Kelsey as like your number third or number three guy, where if you just start your teams with three really good guys, 
and just say Hertz and Mahomes both get 30, which easily they could. One of these studs gets 30. Like, it's just not going to be any other path that can get there. And the more you spread out, and granted, there's people out there, our boy Whistles and tons of guys that can run the Sims and get 6 million different options with using every player. I'll just be honest. I mean, us three, that's not our domain. That's not what we're what we're good at. We're more we're more oiled and different, like short, short entry teams, picking scripts and going with it, stuff like that. So we gotta stick to our lane. I kind of liked Uncle's idea where we we kind of lock in those studs, especially I just have a hard time fading the quarterbacks. I know they're gonna be super high owned. And also, that is how you can get unique, though, from JSU's side and what we talked about earlier. If you do fade one or two of them, then it is easy to be different. The problem is, I just have a hard time seeing it. Like, I just have a hard time believing that they're not on the winner. So, yeah, a lot of ways you can do. I would say the the plays I'm highest on that I think are going to end up low-owned are the defenses. I talked about the props. I feel pretty good about the D's making, getting sacks, making plays, maybe get a turnover to the house. I feel like one of the two t- defenses scores for sure, and they're just guaranteed to be low owned. Even if you play Hurts captain, you can play Chiefs D. If you play Mahomes, you can play Eagles D. I'm going to be very overexposed to the defenses. I could even see a team where you play both defenses and both quarterbacks. That's just a totally random build. That almost has to be unique. Let's just use it for example. Say I want to play Hertz. Let's let's even say I play Hertz in the captain. I play Hertz captain, Mahomes, both defenses. I, I mean, no one's going to do this. And you have 7,600. So, I mean, you could play, let's just say I want to play Devontae and MVS. I mean, there's my or Goddard right there. Is my, uh, that is a team that I think it won't full ship because somebody will have it. Anything that you're only leaving a couple hundred and you got both quarterbacks and good receivers isn't going to unique ship, but I think it'll limit it big time. I mean, both both quarterbacks, both Ds, and Devontae and MVS or Goddard, I mean, that to me is a very, very good team with unique ability. So, I mean, what happens when both defenses score and both defenses get 10-plus points? That it sounds crazy on paper to play both these with both quarterbacks. Thanks, Mark. Oh, that's not going to win. Thanks, Mark. Oh, thanks for the up. What's going to win? The unique team. Oh, thank you, Mark. The best for, part for about showdown. The best part about showdown is everyone who watches these shows <laughs> and, and all of us who do content for it. Uh, how many times? And I'll just ask this rhetorically because I I already know the answer for probably every single person, but. How many times do you go into a showdown slate and then you look at the winner at the end of the day and go, how the fuck did that, yeah. how the fuck did that ship? Like, how did that team, I never, favorite. I played 150 teams. I would have never played this. I would have never thought to play this team. Ever. And they win. It's and my favorite like, too, though, because this is what happened. We'll, we'll come on here. We'll say this. I'll say it just like I just said it. And then it'll end up being the nuts somehow. And then when it wins, what do they say, JSU? Then they're like, Oh, Tony got so lucky. I can't yeah. believe it won. And then you're like, <laughs> I literally went on the show and said what I was going to do, played it, it won, and then I got lucky. But when it doesn't hit, which is 99 out of 100 times, it doesn't hit with that type of formula. They're like, well, I told you that was a stupid play. You should have just played Mahomes and Hurts and Kelsey and A.J. Brown and the kickers. Like, that's what you should have done. 
Mark just said, Mark just said, love you, Big T. Sorry. Don't you dare apologize after that, Mark. Well, you don't need to apologize for anything, but we're explaining to you the the point of these. Sometimes the point of, of making or building showdown lineups is not to build the ultimate, uh, you know, optimal, right? Because everyone's going to play that. It's to find ways with, you know, some good plays, but then find ways to be unique. And that's what Tony was trying to do with the double defense, double quarterback, just no one in their head is playing two quarterbacks with one of them in the captain with both defenses. Where one I of the defenses look too much at like the neutral ground instead of looking at the yeah. high ground and the low ground. Who cares if they get zero? The other dude says it's too easy to get a goose egg with defenses. Sure. But all sure. it takes is one touchdown where they get a pick six and it's almost a lock to be in the winner. You're not looking at it the right way. I don't think that people don't. Like, you, you got to look at it if that happens. Not, is it going to happen? Is two defenses going to end up on the damn one? Probably not. I mean, we all agree with that. But what happens when it does? Do you have a chance to win a million bucks? Yes. Are you going to have a chance to win a million bucks playing all, all the, like, optimal plays? No. So how risky do you want to get? My favorite. So if you're playing Jalen Hurts. Mark said my favorite guy, I'm with Dunkle, I think. These quarterbacks and these good guys. But if I was playing like a middle tier, I like MVS. I like Devontae Smith would the be my favorite. The answer is he likes Pat, Travis, and uh, Jalen Hurts as his three favorite captains. And he's yeah, I mean, Hurts him. would for sure be my favorite captain if I had yeah. to pick one. I think, I think Hurts is my favorite too just because – I, I could see him getting there a few different ways where uh, the rushing upside with him too is massive, which I, I do like as well. So, um, yeah, I, I, mean, I, 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 I will tell you, I will tell you this also, I'm very likely just going to completely fade Kelsey, like just primarily because to me, the Eagles are literally going to do everything in their power to make sure he doesn't beat them. Like I just, I couldn't even imagine like, unless a play broken, like just like multiple plays got broken, like, like to me, Kelsey's got to catch like 10 balls, like to get for his price to get you there. Just because I, I just can't imagine there's going to be any of these broken plays where Kelsey's roaming down the middle for 40 or 50 yards for a touchdown or anything like that. So I think if you're playing Kelsey at that point, just bet over his alternate receiving props. Like just bet him to go over 10 catches, bet him to go over 120 yards, bet him to score twice. Bet and him just, to be the MVP. What's and then the, just. Fade him in your showdowns. I think at minimum you can do things like that to give yourself headroom because at his price, to me, the only way he's getting an optimal, similar to Valdez Scant, like the only way he's getting in there is if he just nukes his props, which he could, he very well could. And I think at that point, climb the ladder with him. Instead of betting, you know, at minus 110 for him to catch for 74 yards and, and seven and a half, seven catches, bet him absolutely nuke 11, 12, 13 catches, all at, all at super dog money. 90, 100, 110 yards, two touchdowns, bet it all, um, and then fade him in DFS. Not saying you have to do it with Kelsey specifically, but leverage that to your advantage, especially if you're betting and playing DFS. Give yourself headroom so no matter what you're at, <laughs> you don't end the game with a complete fist up your ass. I think a lot of people, the way they fire on these games is they they basically bet the same way they play DFS, and in a game like yeah. this, you're very I can confirm it. I got a fist up my ass two weeks ago. <laughs> I, mean, I can confirm. You're very, you're very likely, you're very likely to actually have more, uh, more residual risk on the negative side than the positive side of, of the outcome. Anyway, so uh, leverage hedging to your advantage, especially in a game like this. You're going to completely fade a play that's going to be super chalky. 
turn around and just fire decent money on the other end if he nukes. And yeah, sure, there's a little bit of a middle, but man, that'd be a pretty tiny middle if Kelsey catches seven balls, loses your unders, but finds his way somehow into the optimal without a touchdown. I mean, either, like I said, either way, I, I think you have, uh, be creative is I guess what I'm getting at. I like it. Uh, I like the idea for sure. I'm just fading one of those top guys. I feel like, uh, I feel like you can build a team with all three of those guys because there's so many cheap guys, but I do feel like fading one of them is definitely going to be unique. If you just take one of them out and start your build, that's definitely a way to go. So, uh, yeah, all good uh, points here. Uh, we appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Uh, went a little longer than I thought. Big T was really long-winded. I mean, Dunkel said nothing about who he thought was going to win or who he liked at DFS, but somehow he talked forever too. So I, I apologize for all that. Um, you know, hopefully you guys still I do like when it. ODB came on, Dunkel. He was like, I got to be out by two, blah, blah, blah. And JSU's like, oh, that'll be no problem. It's now 245, <laughs> and we're, we're still on at 245 after 2 p.m. Yeah, no have problem. At 2 o'clock, poor ODB's trying to leave, and JSU's like, Dunkel, <laughs> let's walk us through every single bet you like. I didn't even time. look at the time, <laughs> too. One at, a time, one at a time, explain them all, describe why you like them. I mean, I can't help it. When you guys are freaking on here, you guys talk forever. I can't even get a word in. I mean, I spoke, I spoke. Tony talked for like two hours and didn't even say my favorite play in DFS. Like literally talked for like two hours. And then he was like, oh, Dan, you like shitty game. Well, I'm sure. Like, run, run, run back the tape. I spoke for less than 15% of this show. I, think I was trying stuff out no, of you. I got talking about 15, 20%. No, no, I, I want to be clear. I'm, I'm happy that I'm at 15 trying. I'm not like I wanted to talk more. I'm just letting you know that don't involve me in the I talked and the reason I why. I think JSU was like 50, and then I was probably 25. <laughs> uh, oh, wait a second. So ODB was only 5%? He was only, he, he missed the last 45 minutes. <laughs> so even, even if he talked the whole first hour, he's still only at half. Yeah, half, to me, it was half half half. JSU 60%. Big T20, me 12, ODB 8. <laughs> I like those numbers. I'm taking the under on 60%. I'll take whatever you – max bet under 60%, JSU. I'll take whatever you want to give me, Dunkel. I, I'll take it. Whatever you want. Max bet uh, for this show. But hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, good luck this weekend. Uh, make sure if you're not a member at Rumpture Sports, get subscribed. Get over. Get Big T's bets. They'll be putting them up on the sheet tonight. Dunkel's bets, I think they're already up on the sheet, so go check them out over there. We'll have all of our DFS content. And I think he was 15 team. minutes late too, Brittany said. He's oh, only off for 45 minutes. Oh, and you ruined my uh, outro again. I have to do Tony. that. That's part of the process. Dunkel Tony knows ruins that my outro show. on this show literally every week if you don't watch it, so it's very annoying. But good luck to everyone. Make sure you check all the cores up on the uh, site by tomorrow. So for me, JSU, ODB, who left us prematurely, Uncle Dunkel, and Big T, we're out of here. Peace. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.